We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friends. Thank you for being with us here today on Empower Radio and Journey to Center. Today, I want to talk about our relationship with life and how to bridge the world's between heaven and earth. But first, I want to tell you a little story about my relationship with a career I didn't actually love. Years ago, I was running around torturing myself with acting auditions because it's what I thought I should be doing. A fellow actress said to me, hey, you're not an actor, you're a shaman. I was confused and a little insulted. And then I started to learn a little bit more about what a shaman is. A shaman is actually a teacher, a healer, and an intermediary between this world and the spirit world. A shaman's life is a life of teaching and service and supports the well-being of the family, the community, and all of creation. In this way, a shaman helps to maintain the balance and harmony in both a personal and planetary way. Once I learned more about what a shaman is, I realized this girl was right. It was actually a compliment and, in fact, very accurate. I surrendered my acting career, never went on another audition again. This revelation supported me in aligning more fully with my soul and claiming my true purpose. Today, my intention is to write, teach, be of service, alleviate suffering, help others align more fully with their soul and soul's purpose, and have conversations with other seekers and teachers of consciousness. Today, I'm so excited to be spending time with someone who is considered by many to be today's foremost expert on the modern-day application of ancient shamanistic principles. We're here with Gwilda Wiyaka. She is the founder and director of the Path Home Shamanic Art School and a Colorado State Certified Occupational School of the Shamanic Arts. As a modern-day shaman, Gwilda has studied with many different types of healers with long traditions in this ancient art form, including American Indian healers from the Seneca, Lakota, Navajo, Arapaho, and Choctaw traditions. Gwilda has also received training in Tibetan, Kor, and Celtic shamanism. Early in her private practice, she began interfacing with psychotherapists, psychiatrists, chiropractors, and medical doctors. Wilda is also the preceptor for the University of Colorado School of Medicine, where she provides instruction to medical doctors on the modern-day interface between shamanism and allopathic medicine. Wilda is experienced in inspirational speaking and songwriting and conducts workshops and seminars all over the world. She's written numerous articles and workbooks and is the author of So We're Still Here, Now What?, Spiritual Evolution, and Personal Empowerment in a New Era. So, Gwilda, thank you so much for being here today on Empower Radio. Tammy, thanks for having me. So, Gwilda, I'd love to hear from you how you would describe shamanism. Well, I have a little bit different definition of shamanism than most, um, and I want to put out the caveat, this is my definition. But a lot of shamanism has been studied from the outside by anthropologists, and that's even where the name was coined. Shamanism was coined by anthropologists. And from the outside, it looks like a mystical, magical superstition. Um, and, um, and that's because of the, the, it's being judged or looked at through its rituals versus what the rituals are doing. So my definition of shamanism is an organized set of rituals 
that enable the practitioner to focus their ability to manage matter at the quantum level. Because really, shaman are energy masters or frequency masters. Yeah, I haven't heard it um, described just like that, but I love it and it resonates. So what prompted you on the path of shamanism? Well, um, actually, it was kind of like um, <laughs> self-preservation. I'm one of those people that came into the world pretty sensitive to start out with. And then I was living in, you know, as I grew up, I was handed around a lot, and I was living in very volatile situations. And my, my continuance really kind of depended on my being able to know who was going to pop off next and give them wide berth. So I really, really refined and honed my ability to sense what was going on in the realms of other people, whether it's their emotional or whatever. But the problem with that was I became so empathic, and yet I had no volume control. So I, by the time I was in my early 20s, I was failing miserably because I was in fight or flight all the time. Cause I'm getting all this input put from all the people around me, and I was in a college dorm. Um, and so it's like that's when I met my first teacher, and bless his heart, he helped me find the volume knob. And um, <laughs> from then on, I've been a student of shamanism, and it's really, I think, saved my life. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine um, embarking on this path unless it was... Um because we we need to heal ourselves, because we need to take care of ourselves, almost like um, the wounded healer. It is a lot like that. Uh, in fact, there's, you know, some ma- major things that are a pre, um, preset for your shamanic skill. One of them, of course, is your genetic predisposition. Another one is traumatic childhood. Another one is, um, you know, near-death experience. And uh, another one is closed head injury. And I've had all of those. But wow. basically what those do is, is they shatter um, our hold on ordinary, we call it that, reality and give us room to expand into the other levels of reality and start in, you know, bringing in the information that can be found there. So being, you can have an initiatory illness, you can have an initiatory accident, you can have an initiatory trauma, but if you have some of the gift at all, those things can really activate you into starting to get information from more than just what we consider to be ordinary reality. Wow, yeah, and I can relate to a lot of the things you're saying there. And, and it's often said that the shaman is uh, a bridge between the worlds, between spirit and physical world reality. Would you say that's accurate? I would at one level of reality. That's very true. Um, but if we want to look at it a little more from the science aspect, which is kind of my job in a way is bridging the two, is the all the spirit world is, is a metaphorical representation of what's going on at the quantum level of life. And if you go far enough into the quantum level of life, you reach unity. And quantum physics is the study of the energetic aspect of life. And shamanism is a way to, A, read what's about to take place there, because that's where manifestation begins, and B, make corrections there when something's about to manifest that isn't balanced or, or what we would want to have happen. So, um, that, like I said, they're both true. It's just a matter of which way you look at it. Right. No, I appreciate that. That's awesome. Um, something else I found fascinating about you is that you work with the University of uh, Colorado School of Medicine and provide instructions to medical doctors. Um, again, you know, uh, opening that doorway between um, quantum and, and um, higher realities and physical world realities. So you are apparently very, very well respected. That's, that's a big deal. 
Yeah, for some reason, I just got gifted to be kind of like the bridge between the two, well, there you go, the bridge between the two worlds, allopathic medicine and and uh, energy medicine, which was, I, I think, just about every branch of energy medicine really is shamanic in nature. Herbology, you're making corrections in the frequency of the individual by applying the corrective frequency that a plant provides. I mean, all of it. And I, I'm real strong in medical intuitive, and my medical intuitive work has been backed up by MRIs and CAT scans and blood tests. And, and so these are hard facts that doctors can wrap their heads around. So I can actually do demonstrations and then have them backed up. And so it's really, really gone a long ways. And then I work with psychologists and psychiatrists as well. And I can track or trace back to where a person disconnected from themselves energetically that's now creating a mental illness and a brain chemistry imbalance. And so when you start being able to track these things, even though the person hasn't told you anything about it, but the the therapist they're working with knows, it starts to validate itself. And one thing just led to the other. And uh, because I had impressed some doctors, I have one doctor that um, um, has been sending his students to me. He has people that come shadow him. He's an instructor for um, medical teaching school. And one of his students um, came to me and was so impressed. He sent his family to me. He took some of my classes. And then he's the one that suggested the University of um, the School of Medicine get a hold of me, which they did. And I've been working with them ever since. It's really fun. Oh, I love hearing this so much. I've known a lot of medical doctors and they, from my experience of bulked at some of this, uh, you know, <laughs> spiritual woo-woo stuff. But I, I know that it's helpful that you can actually, uh, your your stuff is able to be proved. It seems like it opens people's minds, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, and my, you know, a lot of my education was grounded in science, and that really, really helps too, as I can speak mm-hmm. the language and take it, take the woo-woo out of the woo-woo, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I appreciate the work you're doing. I think this is fantastic. Um, so you talk about something called the fourth and the fifth world. Can you tell me what you mean by that? Well, it's kind of complex. I'll try to put it in a nutshell. Um, there's a lot about it in, in my uh, first book that's out, uh, So We're Still Here Now What? And it's, it's information that builds on itself. But to make a long story short, wherever we are in the universe at any given time is a relativity of frequencies that we're being bathed in on the planet. And the Mayan calendar tracked that, the horoscope tracks that, um, a lot of the ancient traditions track that very thing. That's why they have Stonehenge, because it tracks the ages, you know, all those, all those, uh, the pyramids, all of those things were designed to help us orient ourselves in space. And in fact, um, time is nothing but relativity to frequency of where the planets and the star systems are and how the frequency coming from those affects our planet. And if we think about it, the moon, just the cycles of the moon, dictate the fertility uh, cycles of all the mammals. It dictates the tides. So, you know, we can only imagine what huge things like suns and solar systems and other galaxies, the effect that they actually have on our planet. We predictably move from one influence to another, and we have charted those as ages in the horoscope. Also, that's been charted by the Mayan calendar. Right now, at this time, we're coming into a time of much higher frequency. In other words, the bandwidth of light is expanding because of where we are in the galaxy. And this was prophesied, and that's why they thought it was the end of times, but it really wasn't. It was the end of one influence and the beginning of the other. The influence that we're coming out of is called by many traditions the fourth world. And what characterized the fourth world was parasitical, dog-eat-dog kind of existence. 
and um, what's characterizing the fifth world because we're moving into a much broader span of, of, of light or frequency is we're entering into a place where unity is supported and win-win scenarios. Um, and we're seeing that, the change in the behavior, the consciousness of the earth, you know, all these movements that people are moving into where they're going, I don't have to hate my brother. I don't have to rape the earth. There's a way that everything else out there seems to exist quite nicely synergistically. Why can't I? And a lot of people are being driven towards that. And that's because right now we're moving into a time that that's what's being supported. And there's going to be people that continue the other way. It doesn't mean it goes away. It just means it's not the main support right now. The main support is one of unity. And that's the fifth world. I love that so much, and it feels so very accurate. I've been having this conversation with friends of mine who are trying to really stay in their integrity despite some of the opposing forces that are coming forward. And they're like, should I just lower my standards? And I'm like, no. I think you should just really um, hold true to the greater truth that um, we are supported. There is a win-win. There is, you know, love and cooperation. And, and it's been really fascinating to watch how integrity is winning. Kindness yeah. is winning. It, yes, and it it's, is. it's exciting. It's very exciting. I feel like this makes more sense to me. <laughs> this yeah. feels really good. Well, it's the way all of life works. I mean, I, I remember sitting out underneath my tree one day and going, you know, every time this, this beautiful tree exhales, it's feeding me oxygen. And every time I exhale, I'm feeding it carbon dioxide. You know, it's like it's as simple as breathing. Synergy is as simple as breathing. And the old way, the fourth world way, is a very labor intensive. Manipulate, control, yes. connive, backstab. That takes a lot of yes. work. Yeah, compete. It's exhausting. It's very masculine. And uh, it well, is. It's exhausting. Yeah, certainly the imbalanced masculine. And that's the other thing yes. that we're doing is we're Absolutely. coming out of that time of imbalance. Yeah, it's like the pendulum has swung as far that direction as it can. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's kind of coming back. Right. And that's, that's what happened balance. in the age of Taurus is we were in the long dark in the age of Taurus, but it's in the masculine imbalance. When we come clear around the ages, right now we're moving into Aquarius, which is a time of unity. But when we come clear around and go into the age of uh, Scorpio, we actually go into the feminine imbalance, which is every bit as toxic. <laughs> and then we come out of that as we move towards the Leonian era again. I love talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of us on a spiritual path, and I would imagine anybody hanging out with us is, you say we have a better opportunity to evolve spiritually than any other time in history. Can you tell me more about that? Mm -hmm. And it does. It goes back into the fact that what's happening now is we are being bathed in a much wider spectrum of light. Now, <laughs> our... Um, chakric system actually translates the information from light. We move our will into the world through our chakric system. It's an interplay of light. Every thought we have, every intent we make changes our chakric system, which changes our auric field, which changes our interaction with everything around us. Our DNA is also run on light. Now, we've always thought of the chakras as being just the seven in our body that are anchored in endocrine glands. But actually, the chakric system extends above and below the body into infinity. However, those chakras have been inactive because the light has not been present to feed them. Now, as we're moving into this more expansive time, the light is present, and we have the opportunity to start channeling that, that light through our, our more esoteric chakras into our body. Now, there's all sorts of DNA in our body that's been considered junk DNA. 
is considered junk because it's been inactive. It's been inactive because it hasn't had the light to run it because the chakras have been shut down. And so now is a time when we can move this increased light into our bodies and activate aspects of ourselves heretofore we thought were impossible. But there's a, there's a price of entry. You have to process out all of our old conditioning, all of our old blocked emotions, all of our old uh, dogmatic thoughts, all of our physical restrictions and toxicity, um, and all of our emotional restrictions in order to channel this higher frequency light. The more we process, the more we evolve. If we choose not to process, we can stay exactly where we are. The problem is, while we're moving into the light, there's more and more pressure being brought to bear on the places that we are not moving. I've seen this a lot with clients who are really suffering right now, and I said it's an opportunity to let go. Exactly. Of the old programming, of, of healing, uh, those limiting beliefs. Yeah, and it, it, the, the limitations are on all four levels of our being, physical, mm-hmm. mental, emotional, and spiritual. And so the beauty of that is, if you have a sacred cow, say for instance, well, I like my glass of wine at night. Well, maybe it's not as high frequency of some things I could do, but it's really important to me to be able to relax with a friend and a glass of wine of an evening. Well, there's other things I can do. I never watch TV, so I'm not pouring toxicity in in that way. I'm very careful and mindful that I have organic everything. My wine is organic. I drink lots of water. So you see what I'm saying? You don't, it's not like, oh, you do this or you don't do that. That's the fourth world way. The fifth world is you get to choose what aspects you want to keep and what aspects you want to process out. And that in itself is balancing because you're finding your joy. I love that. Finding your joy. And I mean, isn't that what this should be about? This yes, but I tell you what, <laughs> what was it? Winston Churchill said, when you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> I love that quote. Yeah, because I mean, I really have felt and, and watched people on planet Earth and it can be heaven and it can be hell. But it seems like, we, you know, while we're in hell, we need to keep going. It, you know, that's not the end of the story. Keep going. <laughs> we right. can't it's just the process get above the cloud out. line. But it does yeah. take um, intention. It takes taking responsibility. It takes work. I love that word responsibility because that's the bottom line. These are the days the buck stops here. We can choose to remain in victim and whine <laughs> and not evolve. Or we can pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and get the old job done. And it's an inside job. We can help outside, but only to the degree that we've processed inside to be present. Mm-hmm. I just love that. So, Wilda, how would you suggest that we start to find and use our own personal power? That's the key, isn't it? It's all about power. And um, in the first book I wrote and the next one that I'm in the process of writing, really go deeply into it because power is is alignment with life, alignment with nature. Because if you are aligned with the way life works, it backs you. That's true power. So we don't have power. We don't own power. We don't steal power. We align with power. And the more whole we become, the more processed we become, the more natural it is to align ourselves with power and the less drag we have of these old things that aren't us in the beginning. So the more that we process out and express according to our true nature, the more powerful individuals and groups we become. I love that so much. And, and what I'm hearing, it's like I get the visual of you in the tree. Authentic power is um, like breathing. It's, it's being aligned with uh, the universe and 
giving and receiving and being present and um, a shaman term that I like is being like a hollow bone, being very like an open conduit that life is or life or the energy of the universe is flowing through. Exactly. And, and the more we more whole we become, the more power we channel. And when I'm in my school, I teach five basic laws of ethical shamanic practice because shamanism and sorcery are really close to each other. They both work with spiritual power. So in order to stay out of sorcery, here's the five basic rules. One, shamanism adheres to the laws of nature, works within the laws of nature. Two, shamanism doesn't take energy away from someplace where it does belong. Three, it doesn't put energy on someplace it doesn't belong. Four, shamanism doesn't work without permission. And five, shamanism does no harm. And it's amazing how difficult it is to stay within those because the whole fourth world was designed on violating those at every turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like the fourth world was more about acquiring um, power with a small P. And what you're talking about is authentic power with a capital P. Exactly. Just aligned an accu- with that something greater. Right. One is an accusation, uh, accusation of things, money, control, and the other is becoming power. I love that. So, Gwilda, we only have a few minutes left here. So, um, another question I really wanted to get around to is, how can shamanism help aid us in our spiritual evolution? Mm. Shamanism as a healing modality is unprecedented, and that's why it has been targeted across the world. Anytime a nation is conquered, the first thing that the conquering people go after are the holy people of the tribes, because they're the ones that empower the individuals. Okay, so shamanism corrects where the laws of nature have been broken. It makes the person more whole. It brings a higher frequency into the individual. It helps the person have a larger frequency span. It helps us reconnect with our natural gifts and talents and our birthright. I don't think that there's anything present on the planet right now that can help us more in our spiritual evolution and our our, uh, seeking uh, wholeness and oneness. That's amazing. So, Gwilda, you actually do phone sessions, is that right? Yes, I do, and I have uh, a long-distance program where my I also have graduates from my school that do phone sessions as well, and I work with people from all over the world. So how do people uh, get a hold of you, or if they want more information about making an appointment or want to get a copy of your book, um, how do they do that? There's two ways to do it. One is through my personal website, which is gwildawiyaka.com, G-W-I-L-D-A-W-I-Y-A-K-A.com, or through my school website, which is findyourpathhome.com. And either one, they're kind of linked together. You can find sessions, you can find online courses, you can find uh, the books, workbooks, CDs, all sorts of stuff that the school, you know, we have for the school. Um, information, you can sign up for our, our newsletter, and I, uh, right now I'm touring with the book, but normally you can, um, um, I write monthly articles, and you'll see what's going on, and what interviews I'm doing, and all that fun stuff. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. So yeah, your book, So We're Still Here, Now What? Spiritual Evolution and Personal Empowerment in a New Era. I have it, I've marked it all up, it's 
fascinating. You go into so many different arenas and uh, you cover so much territory. It's just a really interesting read. I had to stop and think about it a lot along the way. So if, if you want to ascend in your consciousness and go higher, uh, get a copy of this book. So we're still here. Now what? And go um, check out Gwilda Wiaka's website. You are really fun. I'd love to have you back. I would love to come back anytime, Tammy. You just let me know. Yeah, I didn't get to all my questions, but maybe we need to get you back on the calendar so I can talk to you some more. I love learning. I love opening my mind to different ways of thinking and being, and and uh, you really are a, 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 an inspiration. You're just magnificent and such an eloquent speaker. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what are this is really fun. Yeah. I'm going to have to thank Eileen for, for sending you my way. This is really awesome. So I appreciate it very much. So to my listeners, thank you for hanging out with us today. Wasn't this a fast half hour? I just can't believe it. Um, would love to hear from you. If you want to come to my website, TammyBPhD.com, that's spelled with an I. I have a guided meditation there to kind of just help you relax and clear out some of those maybe subconscious beliefs that are limiting you or holding you back and a report as to why you're having a challenge manifesting uh, what you want in the world. Also, I would love to connect with you on Facebook. Gwilda, are you on Facebook? Yes, I am. Oh, love Facebook. <laughs> connect with Gwilda and me on Facebook. Uh, manifesting from the inside out. And is it just your name, Gwilda? Um, yeah, I think it's Gwilda Wiaka. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you should check her out too. Connect with us on Facebook, ask questions, connect. That's what this is all about. So God bless you. Thank you for hanging out with us here today on Journey to Center. Onward and upward with grace and ease. Bye for now.